Good morning. I'm your host, Claudia Shamba, welcoming you to the January 22nd, 2020 edition of Ask a Leader. Today at this moment, as we are live, begins the impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate. If executed properly, it will be equal parts solemn and awesome. Polling numbers indicate that public dissension toward the sitting president is on the upward escalator. As for today's show, Jose Trinidad Castaneda, climate action campaign organizer who's taken over for Robin Ganahl in Orange County, will offer a thorough review of how municipal leadership is stepping up in ways that are already being institutionalized in surrounding counties. Ask a Leader, California primary candidate coverage will be focusing on several races this stretch. In today's segment, we'll begin with... Dr. Ken Williams, incumbent running for another term on the Orange County Board of Education's Area 3, which does include Irvine. In subsequent weeks, we'll hear from candidates running in Orange County Board of Education's Areas 1, 3, and 4. Be right back with Jose after a station break. Welcome back to the show. My first guest is Jose Trinidad Castaneda. He's the climate action campaign organizer to take up what Irvine and the rest of Orange County is mounting in the way of community choice energy and broader sustainability goal setting. As a community leader and climate organizer, Jose, with skin in the game, has advocated for air quality sensors in Orange County to benefit freeway communities affected by respiratory diseases. He serves on the South Coast Air Quality Management District Youth Leaders Council and I would wonder what between these different roles he'd be doing with the the jet fuel in Cudahy. It just I'm sure he's really been responding to that. And he's a former member of the Fullerton Parks and Recreation Commission. He's received public service and environmental leadership awards from Fullerton City Council, Assemblywoman Sharon Quirk Silva, and State Senator Josh Newman. Prior to joining the Climate Action Campaign, Jose worked for nonprofit organizations in Los Angeles in census outreach, civic engagement, and on policies such as the Los Angeles County Sustainability Master Plan and Los Angeles County Safe Clean Water Measure W. Jose earned his associate's degree in anthropology with a minor in women's gender and sexuality studies from Cal State University, Los Angeles, and he is a 2019 Fellow of the New Leaders Council, Los Angeles Institute. Jose created after-school aquaponics and food justice programs for middle elementary school students, as well as foster youth at public health. He comes to us today from Santa Ana. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Jose Trinidad Castaneda. Thank you, and good morning, Claudia. So glad to be on the show. Good to have you on. And with all the talk of Irvine forming this, we're going we're gonna to talk about the milestone that you accomplished with lots of grassroots. We'll break it down with the grassroots later, but let's talk about December 11th that the Irvine City Council voted unanimously toward establishing a community choice energy 
program, which is going to allow the municipalities to create a public agency to buy electric power on behalf of residences and businesses. Let's break it down. You claimed it's the single most significant decision any city council has made on climate in Orange County's history. Talk about that meaning. Definitely. Thank you again. And on December 10th, uh, Irvine City Council voted unanimously to move forward on creating a community choice joint powers authority, which essentially means that Irvine is looking for partner cities to form a new energy authority where when they buy energy on behalf of residents and businesses, they'll be looking for cheaper rates, more uh, local options, and just a better deal for all customers. And so it's really exciting because this really is the first and most significant climate action that any city council, any elected official has really done in Orange County. And looking forward into the future, we can hope to get more cities on board with Irvine, like Newport Beach, like Costa Mesa, like Huntington Beach, because they all understand that at the end of the day, community choice energy is about local control for their cities, so they can decide where to reinvest revenue generated from cost savings on energy, as well as uh, just uh, cleaning up our environment and making sure we're following state law at a bare minimum. So I want to get into some of the sort of the interpersonal kind of legacy commitment. I'm getting mixed signals, Jose, about the uh, earnestness, the, the authentic sorts of leadership in this particular resolution by the City Council of Irvine uh, to create the, the Joint Powers Agreement. We'll get on the timeline in a little bit, but tell us who is, how, how vested are these City Council members in making this pull off? Because I've, I've heard of some skepticism with people who understand this body very well, and they're concerned about whether or not this will actually come to fruition. Right. So before December 10th, before the Irvine votes, I was very nervous. I wasn't sure which way it would go. We had uh, worked very hard to meet with all five council members, and we really weren't sure. But after the votes, we saw Irvine council member, now Mayor Pro Tem, Michael Carroll, really take a huge leap forward on behalf of the entire county, really, but definitely Irvine, and um, set some really high uh, standards, some really lofty goals that um, we're working to achieve right now. And so uh, Michael Carroll has really, really started leading in terms of bringing uh, together stakeholders, uh, businesses, um, very engaged residents on how we go about creating the best um, community Choice Energy, uh, JPA. And he's not the only one. So on that December 10th vote, we actually had Mayor Katrina Foley from Costa Mesa come to speak to Irvine and really show how invested Costa Mesa was willing to partner with Irvine. And so we're hoping to see more of that, but definitely Michael Carroll and Katrina Foley are working overtime to make sure this becomes a reality this year. So that's that's the kind of political dynamic. So Jose, how can can you read Councilmember Carroll's uh, intent? How how is this coming out and what he's expressed his commitment to this? 
Right. So I uh, don't have to read anything. He has um, told um, all of us in uh, at the different stakeholder meetings that he is willing to make this the best CCE um, Community Choice Energy Program. He wants for Orange County and for Irvine residents to benefit. And we're hopeful that uh, by Irvine taking a lead on this, that Irvine has the budgetary flexibility to help pay for some of the upfront costs. And that will really entice other cities to partner with Irvine because it is a $10 million upstart cost. Right. Um, we are forming an, a new energy authority. But what we've seen in other CCE programs is that many financial organizations and banks are willing to um, finance and pay the upfront costs. So um, it really is a secure investment for everyone involved because not only is clean energy just the way of the future, but we're really looking at rate increases from SoCal Edison, PGE, uh, PG&E, um, other investor-owned utilities across the state because they're worried about paying for liabilities. And so we have a really great opportunity just to move forward on this, and we uh, have a very solid champion in Mayor Pro Tem, Michael Carroll in Irvine. And so, Jose, could you lay out for us the schedule then, and then, and what constituents' role is in making this come to fruition? For there, there will be another sort of another mini review of a feasibility, not with a whole elaborate contractual kind of undertaking, but lay out all this, and then when a JPA is written and agreed to. Definitely. So, um, this may seem a little confusing, but I'm going to start backwards Please do. because it may help people. Um, understand our deadline. So even if a JPA were to form as quickly as possible, uh, it wouldn't start for um, serving customers until 2022. Okay. And the reason why that there is is because there's a state law that makes sure that new CCE programs that come on board, uh, especially in recent times, are delayed by just the year before serving customers. And that doesn't mean that they don't exist, it's just they don't serve customers. And so 2022, January 2022, is when people can first start to see a new uh, billing statement come in for the CCE program with hopefully lower energy rates. And December 2020 is the deadline to submit documents for, you know, just documents of implementation. And so we're working towards this December 31st 2020 deadline to make sure that we have all cities on board that are uh, ready to join, that uh, we understand how the governance of this new JPA will go, how uh, different cities will vote. And so that means we're on a really tight deadline in uh, municipal terms, Uh, meaning that according to the motion uh, Mayor Pro Tem Michael Carroll made, we only have until this spring, if not early summer, to really know and get feedback from other cities whether or not they're willing to join. That means we need to get the Newport City Council, the Costa Mesa City Council, the Huntington Beach City Council, and all the other invited city councils that we know um, have interest voting on uh, joining the Irvine JPA with the same letters of implementation that this Irvine City Council uh, will be voting on. So if anyone has any kind of 
strange amendments that uh, we didn't foresee to those specific letters of implementation, then every city has to join and re-vote on those new amended letters of implementation. So one vote could take one or two months, and with uh, amendments, it could take an additional one or two months. So it's a very, very tight deadline in terms of municipal governance, but I'm pretty sure we can get there. So this is also, this is like the season of campaigns for the primary. So I I imagine some people are a little uh, unnerved with all the the things on their clipboard right now in this season to stretch. (laughs) But, you know, at the very top of uh, what I value is my friends, my family, and living on this earth. And I really believe that CCE is a monumental step forward for Orange County, especially Irvine, to work on climate action so that way we can protect future generations and the planet that we all love. So, Jose, are you drawing on what has been already established with neighboring San Diego counties, municipalities? Are they offering support here in preparing this paperwork here in Irvine and around Orange County? Absolutely. So not only do I work for the Climate Action Campaign, but we have a very, very well-renowned national leader, Nicole Capretz, yes, who is our executive director, and she wrote the very first, uh, well, actually, the boldest climate action plan in the United States that the city council in San Diego had passed. And so um, we have her expertise. Um, we have other council members from the San Diego region, like uh, I think council member or also Mayor Pro Tem Bill uh, Barber, who has been on calls with us and providing some insights on how we can get the best deal for all of us. For those of you who've just joined us, you're listening to Ask a Leader here on Radio KUCI. My guest is Jose Trinidad Castaneda, Climate Action Campaign Organizer, talking about creating the Community Choice Energy the Joint Powers Agreement here in or in the city of Irvine and broadly in being prepared by other cities. And uh, the county would have, is also a municipality, and they would be uh, possibly involved in this at some later date. But that's, they're not in this first cohort of jurisdictions. Is that correct, Jose? Right. So we would love for the entire county and the Board of Supervisors to join this CCE movement. We believe it's going to make a difference. And Hopefully, uh, when there's the political will on the Board of Supervisors, uh, they're ready to make that leap with us. Okay. So, also, I want to know if you could give us sort of the back story of the coalitions that advocated for this Community Choice Energy Project and how that dynamic played out with getting each of the council members to vote so that we had the unanimous vote December 10. So this coalition goes back to 2015 when I first met uh, Councilwoman Farah Khan. She hadn't been elected yet, but uh, back in 2015, the Association of California Cities hosted their uh, Energy and Environment Committee meeting in Huntington Beach. And I had gone to there. I had seen that there was uh, support from local residents and climate activists who were really worried about what is our next step. And so from 2015 onward, uh, we started 
bringing more education and, and information around community choice energy in Orange County. So not only uh, did Farrakhan become elected as an Irvine uh, council member, but uh, more and more people through the work of Robin Ganahl and the Climate Action Campaign right. became informed on what was at stake, what was our opportunity to create this. So it really came from a grassroots kind of uh, just resident base. And from there, uh, we worked on getting more business support. So Hogue Hospital, as well as, uh, you know, smaller businesses like King Coffee um, also endorsed Community Choice Energy because they saw the utility of having so a local utility. Right. And, uh, one of the amazing programs that other CCE programs across the state have created are known as uh, microgrids. So right. microgrids can help power hospitals and uh, senior living facilities that need life-saving medical equipment through blackouts. And what we saw last year was uh, SCE having planned power shutdowns, uh, just the same as PG&E had a planned power shutdown um, due to the wildfires. Right. And we don't want to see more vulnerable people in a situation that we could have prevented by passing a CCE program and ensuring that they have the lights on and their medical equipment on at all times. So you talked about some of the businesses that were part of a that joined on the coalition eventually, but I I noticed though there was also there was your coalition that that there was the the toxics the I'm trying to pull in Irvine oh, yeah. families for consumer choice. Uh, I don't know if the Citizens Climate Lobby if they were involved lo- was local Sunrise Movement. I mean, I, let's talk about all these different people in the mix of getting this done, which would inform the. You know, there the, there is a, a a cultural divide on the leadership in our city, and I I wondered if there was anything in this transaction that makes you hopeful that maybe more progressive agendas can be adopted. Right. So, um, just other players in the uh, coalition, uh, definitely um, Irvine resident and founder of Non Toxic Irvine, Ian Creation, who has been instrumental in moving. A CCE forward just as an advocate. So where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, we helped uh, uh, share a petition which really caught the attention of the Irvine City Council, where many residents, including friends of the Irvine City Council members, listed their names in support and signed our petition, uh, the Irvine Families for Consumer Choice. So there was a, a big push from there. And uh, the coalition continues to grow. There are uh, solar companies based in Irvine with uh, plenty of Irvine residents working at them uh, that stand to benefit from having more solar, whether it's residential or utility scale. We're seeing a huge shift in what is bringing in revenue to our cities, and it's not the dirty fuels of the past. It's the clean energy of the future. And so the coalition continues to grow, and we're hopeful that other residents in other cities are ready to step up. We have some chairs, some CCE captains in different cities. So if you actually go to OCCleanPower.org, uh, you can check out who's on our city teams and uh, find out more about how we got this done in Irvine. But uh, I'm really, really thankful for people 
like Ayn Creation, like Kathleen Chaseter, Linda Kramer, Patty Yu, the list goes on and on. So I'm very, very grateful because it's not an individual effort. I don't want to take all the credit. It's definitely a team effort. So the CCE captains are on that particular website, and I'll put that in the podcast summary so people can go to that link. So they're they're taking right and left all kinds of uh, volunteer kinds of constituent support from all over the county. Right. It's a nonpartisan effort. And even though uh, it comes across as progressive, this is really like the bare minimum that (laughs) uh, we can do on climate action. And it's really just it's it's still the most significant and impactful and monumental thing that Irvine will leave as a legacy. So, Jose, I just want to so I have literacy and everybody else listening does, too. The what does Southern California Edison's role? What is it in all of this? Right. So the California Public Utilities Commission, which regulates uh, investor-owned utilities like SoCal Edison, as well as Community Choice Energy Program, has a law that says SoCal Edison cannot lobby in favor or oppose Community Choice Energy. And so um, technically they are stepping aside from this Community Choice Energy movement. And they will continue to be a partner for all of our cities and the county and the entire uh, distribution area because they own the energy distribution lines that go from right. these solar farms or uh, from whatever power plants there are. And so they're going to continue to be a player. And what residents and customers will continue to see is a bill from SoCal Edison with their fee for energy distribution. But the new thing will be that Community Choice Energy will have its own line for energy procurement. Okay. Uh, and energy purchasing. So people will see two line items on their monthly energy bill, and uh, it's likely that the Community Choice Energy uh, procurement plan is going to be a, an average of 2% lower than previous um, energy bills. So people should be seeing uh, savings, and as we all know, savings add up, and it goes back into our pockets uh, in terms of spending more money on groceries and not so much on high electricity bills during the middle of the summer. And that bill would, if everything goes according to plan, that would begin January 1st, 2022. Yes. All right. Wow. Any hitches that we ought to be knowing about? Just between you and me and everybody else listening. And What, <laughs> what could possibly blow up in our faces? That, uh, apathy is our greatest enemy, and it's not... Um, a left versus right, a Democrat versus Republican, or any type of uh, polarizing ideology that we have in today's world, it's uh, apathy. And if we just think that, oh, somebody else is doing it, so I'm not going to have to do it, that's really what's going to kill the movement. And everyone needs to come on board. Everyone needs to use their voice and sign, at least sign a petition, if not Go to your city council meeting and ask your city council to consider this. Every city council in Orange County has received a letter from the city of Irvine inviting them to be a partner, inviting them to come along for the ride, because no one wants to miss out on this opportunity. There's a a, a thing called FOMO, where uh, fear of missing out can actually drive more people to this movement. And so we want to encourage everyone not to uh, wait any any longer, but 
become educated and informed on what community choice means and how you can get involved in your city. So on other fronts, because I talked in your introduction about sustainability plans, um, what is the city of Irvine doing? We talked about this when Robin Hanal was previously, your your predecessor, was on this mm-hmm. show, and she talked about where the sustainability plan, where it shows up in our general plan. Are you involved in any of that, Jose? Yes, we are. And so um, it's exciting because Irvine is not only working on updating their climate action plan and their general plan, but they're updating their strategic energy plan. And so they just had a stakeholder workshop last week. Oh, okay. And what was, what was really exciting is that, of course, the same advocates that care about uh, energy and climate change are going to be at this workshop. But businesses, local businesses that work on battery storage, utility-scale solar, residential rooftop solar, and battery storage were all there and all present And we actually agreed, everyone in the workshop agreed that our number one way to achieve our energy goals is through decarbonization strategies like community choice energy as quickly as possible. So that was uh, wonderful, also surprising, but um, very, very positive for all of us here who care about energy and climate. That decarbonization would be at the top of our list. Was the city council present? At the no, stakeholder was, meeting? Uh, this was more of a um, resident, business, and stakeholder advisory meeting. Strictly. But, but so there was nobody representing the city at the meeting? The city staff was there. Uh, okay. Donna Coffey, who is the environmental and sustainability manager for the city of Irvine, was facilitating the workshop to help put public input into, uh, into the draft energy plan. Is there a comment period that would be, uh, I know we had the general plan comment period about a year, two years ago, but uh, what do you need from constituents to to support this effort? I think the number one way anyone can make an impact, whether they're uh, Irvine constituents or visitors or uh, employees who work in the city of Irvine, is to attend these meetings and to make sure that they're checking and becoming Specifically engaged with their city council and city calendar to know that these opportunities exist to give public input. Because when you're there, it's a little bit different from sending an email or a written letter. Uh, when you're there, your voice is heard. Your voice is prioritized, really. And uh, there, there's always a public comment period. I would recommend um, going to the City of Irvine website okay. and typing in energy plan. It'll be one of the first things, if not the first thing, that pops up. And you can call or email. Um, Sona, I believe, is running it. And uh, and she'll be able to include your input. Her full name again? Sona Coffee, S-O-N-A. Okay. E-O-F-F-E-E. Okay. Just like the keen people that were early on supporting. So... Would you say institutionally that all hands are on deck, all divisions in the, the city government are involved in getting this to come move through? Um, I think uh, the city leadership in the city council is involved. They're, you know, very much involved um, uh, having meetings with uh, stakeholders and residents and uh, making sure we get this right the first time. Okay. Um, the city staff has been very, very pleasant to work with. We're really happy and proud to work with them. There, there have been some uh, mutterings in the community about 
um, how quickly uh, or how many barriers there may be from the city's uh, top brass. And we want people to know that, you know, we need them to push not only their city council, but the city administration as well to make sure that they're uh, giving the green light to uh, city staff to move forward as quickly as possible. We don't want any barriers to this implementation because if there are just but one, it may slow us down in ways that we're not able to predict or not able to um, manage. And so right. we want to make sure that everyone's engaged throughout the entire process, pushing not only the city council, but also the city as well. And um, I, I think that's what I can recommend. So um, I guess just not a minor mechanical aspect here is when you mentioned earlier on about the, the $10 million that needs to be raised in this I want to call it an enterprise. You can give me a better word choice there, Jose. But where how, where is this coming from? Right. And so, again, Community Choice Energy is uh, a public authority. It's, uh, it's not a private company or investor-owned utility like SoCal Edison. So it's democratically uh, appropriated energy, yes, uh, essentially. Okay. So a lot of the uh, CCE programs across the state have that have started their program, started their JPAs through um, public funding as well as financing options. So okay. in uh, Clean Power Alliance over at L.A. County, Ventura County, uh, the county of Los Angeles provided a loan to the new energy authority there. And I believe that they financed it a year or so later uh, through a community bank in California. So this is all local uh, California people uh, supporting this effort financially. And I think the same is being, it can be said for San Diego. San Diego is financing their upstart costs. And in all the feasibility studies, especially Irvine, uh, there's an estimated, you know, three-year repayment period. Okay. We've seen others uh, just pay off their uh, finance uh, loans much quicker. And so I, I don't think... Uh, I personally am not too worried, but most people in the CCE movement or at our Cal CCA uh, Trade Association conference are not worried that uh, this is an unstable investment. This is a very secure investment for all those involved. And um, whether or not the city of Irvine pays for most, if not all, the upfront costs or it's uh, finance or some other mechanism for cities to um, pay for the upfront costs, it's going to be a stable and secure investment, despite anything else happening in our economy. So, what, wherever the debt service is, I guess the the most um, affordable, I guess, and the debt service would be, if it, if it were a loan taken out, it would show up. Uh, it would be a portion, a small portion of that line item that the CCE would charge the rate payer. Um, no, the the CCE would just charge the rate payers what they're paying for in terms of energy procurement and energy distribution. Strictly. Not, and, the, okay. and, and the savings from that, uh, that the CCE and the cities incur is paid back into to the loan. Um, paying off the finance loan or, okay. uh, or any debt. And uh, it, it wow. can also be, you know, moved around in ways that, you know, make a better deal for all the cities involved. Well, the old win-win-win kind of uh, formula strikes again. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, 
Jose, thank you so much. I really appreciate your taking the time. You're juggling so many things, including a municipal campaign. We'll uh, we'll bring that up later in the fall. Good luck. It's it's my carbon footprint too that you're tinging with. You know, so I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. I'm deeply grateful and humbled to be on your show, Claudia. I hope to join you again real soon. Okay, thank you. My guest was Jose Trinidad Castaneda, Climate Action Campaign Organizer, with the latest update on Irvine's process, forming a joint powers agreement for the creation of a community choice energy. Stay tuned. We're going to um, hope that Dr. Williams will be arriving shortly in studio. Stay tuned. I'm getting a message that Dr. Williams is circling the station somewhere on the campus. And for those of you that are listening live, and I'm going to have an in-studio recording, and I will put it on the podcast for all to hear that. I'm going to just announce the next week's show is going to be Dr. Hoda Anton Cover, who will talk about the National Institutes of Health All of Us Research Program, of which UCI is a part of, to include one million participants around the country. And in the second segment will be Andy Thorburn, the other candidate running in the Area 3 Orange County Board of Education. Talk with you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone.